Killer Conspiracies, a Utah true crime podcast with Kobe and Brian. I killed her. Now that time I tied him up. Well, I'm not an expert. I'm not an authority. I'm someone who has been a murderer for almost 20 years. I was saving body parts such as uh, skulls. As well as cannibalizing and raping their headless bodies. Hello, it is me, just me today, on the Killer Conspiracies show. Um, we're doing a mini-episode, Brian was busy, too busy for me, it's whatever, it's all good. We'll be back and record the next one tomorrow. But, we're just going to do another Utoxecution, because I already had it written. This is the last hanging in Utah. Barton K. Kirkham was the oldest of five kids raised by a Mormon family in Salt Lake City. He was a fan of bop music, whatever that is. Is that pop? Just bop around? I don't know. You can tell me. I mean, you guys don't really get involved or message or comment. It's fine. You know, you gotta crank your hog sometime, I guess. <clears throat> it is what it is. Anyway, he described himself as a rebel. Kirkham left his family's church life and school in the 11th grade and joined the Air Force. After 18 months, he would commit a robbery while he was on leave in Colorado. He was giving a, given an undesirable discharge from the Air Force. He spent the night the next nine months in a reformery reformatory I don't fucking know and was paroled in in July 1956 on the night of August 12th 1956 he entered the Nibley Park Market grocery store in Salt Lake City to rob it when he thought the 50 year old store person clerk thing what is shining on the camera? What is that? Now it's gone. Maybe it was a hair. I don't know. Sorry. So, when he thought the store clerk was not giving him all of the money that he had, he took David to the back of the store where he found 37-year-old Ruth Holmes Webster, mother of four kids from Sandy, Kirkham made them kneel on the floor and shot them in the head. He got a whopping $54 for this robbery. He was actually arrested the next morning after he forced a brother and sister to take him on a joyride through Provo Canyon. When he was asked about his motive for killing the two store employees, he said, Man, I don't know. His trial... The first-degree murder trial commenced on December 12, 1956. He was defended by a few attorneys. On December 14th, he was found guilty of murdering um, the man without a recommendation for mercy and and faced a mandatory death sentence. He was never tried for the murder of the lady, the mom of four, for some reason. He was remanded to the Utah State Prison on January 11th, 
1957, as the sentencing phase of the trial began, his attorneys immediately filed an appeal with the Utah Supreme Court, and my cats are dropping shit out in the hallway. Umbry socks! Quit being assholes! Sorry. Anyway. But on March 25th, 1958, the court upheld Kirkham's conviction and denied his request for a rehearing. He said he was certain he would have he would be executed and resented his attorneys because he just wanted them to kill him. Why not? If I was on death, I don't know. Anyway, on April 26, 1958, he was sentenced to death when asked to select options of execution by firing squad and hanging. He he asked what costs the most and he chose to be hung not hung like penis but hung by the neck quote because of the publicity the novelty to put the state to more inconvenience unquote he also noted that the state might not execute him in that manner and he might just get off that's how it works. You choose an execution method you think would suck for the state. And you're like, oh, they'll just let me leave. No. That's not how it goes. This would be the first hanging in Utah since 1912. And he said to, said to have hoped to set some sort of record. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. He also said, I heard the shooters get to keep the guns, and they're not getting anything free from me. So while in prison and on death row in the Utah State Prison, he followed newspaper articles and legal briefs of his case, and read journals and texts, and he was described as good prisoner who caused little trouble. He also grew his hair and beard out for 13 months until he was ordered to get a haircut. He then shaved himself bald to annoy the prison officials, which is okay. He maintained a hardened image and reportedly laughed off concepts of mercy or religious salvation and said he never regretted killing, saying, There was so much hate of me then, and it keeps building up. There was no release for it. I did not care what happened. The doctors said I felt justified when I killed those people, and they are right. I did. It was was revenge I was after. The love that I was denied because my parents spent so much time doing church work, and they still do, and forcing me to stay home and lead the life they wanted me to live. I got my revenge and I am not sorry now, and never will be. I've had enough of it, I want to die, I'm fed up with it all. I did kill those people to hurt my parents and their good standing in the church. Who failed me? It was not only my parents, but myself and a lot of others. My life is a real mess now, and I will be glad when it's over with. 
kind of a bitch. Bitch boy. So, that was a written statement for his execution, obviously. So, the night before his hanging, in May 1958, his parents actually came to visit him. Prison guards noticed that he changed his demeanor as he received his parents warmly and seen Mormon and Roman Catholic chaplains. Okay. His mom was almost fainting. He then watched a movie with his parents and said, Bye bye shortly before midnight. He ordered a last meal of pizza and ice cream, telling the prison people that you get cheese, meat, and everything in one meal. Not so much fuss. So he ate his pizza and played classical music on the piano in the company of chaplains, news reporters, and deputy sheriffs. He joked about his impending execution and commented on his keyboard skills I'll just have to practice more. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, so funny. When you live with the thought of dying so long, you get used to it. I may get shook up at the last minute, but I don't think so. Oh, scroll down too far. Okay. So, in the morning times of June 7th, 1958, he was driven two miles to a pasture on the prison's farm. A black hood was placed over his head and he was led up a ramp to newly built gallows. His drop had been measured to six feet to accommodate his reported weight at 200 pounds. A professional hangman from the Northwest was paid $400, equivalent to 4000 Today's money. A lot more. Kirkham trembled as they put the noose around his neck so he was told to walk up and say his last words at 4.57 in the morning the official time of dawn apparently the, the, the hangman was signaled who pulled the iron lever opening the trap door under Kirkham um, his family did not come up to witness his execution um, yeah, he was pronounced dead at 5.11. His last words were, I've asked God to forgive me. And then in February 1980, the Utah State Legislature replaced the option of hanging with lethal injection. I don't know. I think, I think hanging is pretty cool. If you ask me. Now... I don't know what else to talk about because I don't, I didn't really plan on doing a mini episode and my in-laws are making some scrumdiliumptious food from me and the wife. But I guess, I don't know. How was your guys' day? Was it alright? Just kidding. I don't care. What the fuck is going on outside? Okay. You know what? Apparently the world's ending outside, so I'm gonna go anyway. Remember to follow our socials. Fucking share the show with your friends. Okay.
thank you for listening to this week's episode of Killer Conspiracies. I'm Kobe. That's Brian. Please rate five stars. Follow on Twitter, Instagram at KillerConPod. There's a Facebook group and page, Killer Conspiracies with Kobe and Brian. And if you have any requests or anything, email us at KillerConPod at gmail.com. Please share with all your friends. Thank you. We will see you next week.